Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. Kelly here. And my question for you is, are you busy? My second question is, with what? What's keeping you so busy? Today's episode is all about how to opt out of the glorification of busyness and being busy. I've talked about this before when I did an episode on opting out of being busy and bothered. (laughs) And I think it's time we revisit this again to talk about the fact that we live in a culture that is that reinforces busyness, that rewards the people who are busy. You see it on social media. It's like, what do you do in a day? And it's people who've done like 50 million things in their day. They have gotten up at 4 a.m. They've run five miles. They've cooked a gourmet breakfast. They've sewn their own clothing. And then they've shown up and done like an eight hour work day. And then they've come home and cooked another meal and like cleaned their apartment or their house. And you're thinking to yourself, where do you get that energy from? And maybe that's just me. I don't got energy like that. But we revere people whose days are absolutely packed and full. And there is nothing wrong with doing the things that you love or being busy. I think that's inevitable when you're a human being. But what I do want to talk about today is the glorification of busyness. That is busyness becoming an excuse You know, we've talked about generosity already and how sometimes we can leverage generosity in a way that's not healthy. We think we're being generous, but we really have some ulterior motives. We're using it just to stop ourselves from really connecting with folks. Well, one could argue that it's the same thing with busyness, that keeping busy often can be a great thing, but can tip into struggle living and can keep us avoiding the things in life that we need to address. If you are busy from sunup to sundown, when do you have time to think about what your dreams are, what your goals are, what's working in your life and what's not? Sometimes busyness becomes our defense mechanism and our way of avoiding our lives. And it's really important that if we want to opt out of struggle, we have to pause And we have to be able to think about what's working in my life and what's not working and stop using excuses, our partners, our kids, our job, our family, our friends, whatever's happening in our life, our health. Stop using those things as excuses sometimes to keep us opting into struggle instead of opting out of it. And so I just want to talk about ways to identify If you are glorifying your busyness and if you are using it as an avoidance technique and then talk about how to shift that thinking, shift that narrative that being busy means something. The first area that I think people end up busying themselves and glorifying their busyness is filling their schedule at work, doing a lot of work things. We have a society that rewards people who do quantity over quality. The more you do, the better you're seen as a worker. And it doesn't matter necessarily if it's good work. It just matters that it is work. And we all know that people are like, yeah, busy work. Let me do something that just makes me look busy, but isn't. And it's something that I've watched people in full transparency get rewarded for, get promoted get revered, get labels of employee of the month. And you look at the quality or the result of the busyness and it means nothing. They've done nothing. 
And I think that we're conditioned to do that as a way to get validation for our work in a society that does not reward people who are deliberate and thoughtful. It rewards people who are quick and moving all the time and also rewards people who just stay in a constant state of anxiety about their jobs, right? Like if I'm always busy, then people will think I'm a good worker. And if I'm a good worker, I don't have to worry about layoffs in this environment and in this economy, whatever that is. Make sure that we are not taking pride in a work identity that is filled with busyness. Instead, peel back some layers and think about where do we want our career to go? Where do we want our jobs to say? It is totally okay to just have a job for the sake of having a job. I think we have over-prioritized the concept of career and under-prioritized the concept of using work and what you do as a job as a way to facilitate a joyful life. And sometimes your career can be the thing that facilitates your joyful life. But oftentimes we separate the two in a very unhealthy way. We vilify people who are like, yo, this is just a check. And we praise people who are literally killing themselves to climb some kind of imaginary corporate ladder. A job is just that. It facilitates our living expenses, like literally our life and our budget. And if we are fortunate, it also may facilitate a little bit of joy for us in the sense that we get to do the things that we love. But even if you're not doing the thing that you love, it's important that we don't mindlessly keep ourselves busy and distracted from identifying that, from stopping ourselves from truly opting out of struggle and opting into rewarding work, rewarding jobs, and if you want a rewarding career. And if we're not careful, we can get busy at work and busy at the expense of us actually doing things that are impactful and matter. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had one extra hour in your day, how would you use it? I know for me, I'd love to read more, spend more time with the people I love, be more efficient in what I do. But the question might be, yes, I'd love extra time, but I don't know what for or how to make that a priority. If you're looking for ways to figure out how to squeeze that extra hour in your day or how to make it a priority, how to figure out what matters most to you, therapy can help you find that. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that having a therapist has been essential to me opting out of struggle. And I would be a hypocrite as a therapist myself if I didn't talk about the benefits of therapy and how much it's helped me personally, but how much I know firsthand it helps others. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched to a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash burnout to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash burnout. What if 2024, you got a little bit better every day? Well, when you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, Imagine what you could do in a full year. 
Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. You don't need to pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. I have loved using Babbel. As you may know, I used to live in Italy, and Babbel helped me be able to speak to vendors, navigate vacation spots, ask for directions. It just made life easier. Babbel's 10-minute lessons are quick and handcrafted by hundreds of language experts that you can start learning to speak a language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash BGB. Get 50% off at babbel.com slash BGB, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BGB. Rules and restrictions may apply. Did you know Black Girl Burnout has a YouTube channel now? We created this channel to give you even more bonus content, things you will not find on the podcast like Hey Girl Chats. This is where we build community through conversation with ordinary women like you and myself. It's informal. It's fun. We guarantee you're going to love it. Also on the channel will be affirmations dropped monthly, as well as guided meditations and all our guest interviews. So head over to YouTube and opt in by subscribing to our channel and catch all the new content. The other way I see this a lot is in our personal lives. We stay busy not to address some truths about the relationships we're in or our family dynamics. We are go, go, going or we're overscheduling ourselves because we feel that maybe if we overschedule our kids and ourselves, we won't feel like a bad parent. Maybe if we fill our weekends up with activities, we won't acknowledge that there is space that is growing between us and our significant other. We don't want to glorify being busy as a way to avoid being honest about the relationships we have in our life, platonic, familial, romantic, any of those relationships. And sometimes we can get into a space where it's like we're just busy, cut, cut. We'll just overbook our schedules with activities that are social so that we don't have to talk about the fact that we have poor boundaries, that we feel guilt, that we are feeling unfulfilled in our relationships, but don't feel that we have the tools to address those issues. And so we just keep ourselves busy, that we keep ourselves overbooked and then glorify how active our social lives are because we have something that's going on every minute of the day that we are not working. Be careful that we're not doing that because that keeps us disconnected and ultimately isolated and lonely. The truth is, is it's not always quantity that matters in our relationships. It's the quality we have. If we spend all our waking hours with our family, but we're all on our cell phones, does that really count as quality time? If we overschedule our partners and our kids, 
because we don't want to face the fact that we may feel like we're not being the best version of a parent or the best version of a partner. The end result is that they're going to feel that. And ultimately, it doesn't matter about how much you do a thing. It's just the fact that you do a thing regularly. It doesn't matter how many minutes of time you spend with your loved ones. It matters about the quality of the interaction. And overscheduling kids may keep them busy, but it may also stop you from getting to know them. And having a powerful five-minute conversation where you learn about their hopes or what they're struggling with or what they're excited about this week can have a larger emotional impact than what sports team they're on, what hobby they're doing, that you're dropping them all over the place. And taking a moment to connect with your partner and hold their hand, feel some kind of physical intimacy with them, quickly have a kiss, have a hug. It can go a lot longer than elaborate, long-lasting date nights that people may not even be interested in or feel excited about. Don't let the world around us influence you into busyness, into being elaborate, into being over the top, into scheduling every moment you can with your family or your friends or your loved ones. Don't allow the messaging of the only thing that matters is when you are doing some kind of elaborate date, elaborate vacation, elaborate downtime with your kids be the metric by which you are a valuable partner, a valuable parent, or a valuable family member. Don't allow busyness to stop you from having real connection. And the last area we'll talk about where we need to opt out of the glorification of busyness is when we are busy because we are avoiding dealing with ourselves. There are folks who cannot stand to just sit still. I know because I used to be one of those people. I was always trying to outrun anxious thoughts or trying to outrun disappointment or pain. I was putting things in my way. I was keeping myself busy so I didn't have to feel any of those what I thought were negative emotions. And what I came to realize and I want you to realize is that those emotions are just flags for us to pay attention and adjust our course. If we are feeling anxious, taking the time to listen to what we might be anxious about can go a long way to stop us from just being in a cycle of go, go, going and avoiding. Taking the time to think about why we're disappointed and what about our relationships or what about our situation is so sad to us can go a long way to keep us from avoiding that feeling and then inadvertently just replicating the situation over and over again. We can't be afraid of who we are. That is the path to struggle. Honesty will not harm you. It may not always feel good, but I promise you being honest with yourself will not hurt you. It's the lies and the busyness that does. And so always going always scheduling yourself, overscheduling, being exhausted all the time, that just keeps your energy low, that keeps your mood low, that keeps you struggling day to day. And we're not about that life no more. We're about opting into joy and abundance and community. And in order to do that, then we have to be honest and we have to, most importantly, take a breath, take a pause. 
and then listen. And it doesn't mean that we're going to like what we hear, what comes up for us. But I promise you, it cannot hurt you. And it certainly cannot hurt you any more than trying to outrun it and failing to do so. So my healing practice for you today is to opt out of the glorification of busy by finding moments to take pauses. Where can you put some stillness in your day? Where can you say no to something instead of yes? This isn't a call for you to abandon work or to stop doing activities or to stop being busy, but it is a call for you to stop glorifying that busyness and being busy at the cost of personal growth and leaving the struggle behind. So think today, where can you put some pause into your life? Where can you de-influence areas of your life that are impacted by this romanticizing busyness? Practice saying no to one thing today instead of yes, and see if that does not help you live a more joyful life. that's it for today's episode. Here are a few ways where you can support this podcast. First things first, if you haven't subscribed and follow the podcast, we're streaming on all major platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just to name a few. Subscribe and get each new episode as it drops. Secondly, subscribe to the newsletter. We have a monthly newsletter that is chock full of goodness and updates, as well as first access to all the giveaways we do here at Black Girl Burnout. Are you following us on our socials? If not, what are you waiting for? You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Black Girl Burnout and on Twitter at BLK Girl Burnout. Last but not least, make our day and leave a review. Your five stars truly Give me and the team so much energy, and we appreciate you so much. Until we speak next, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.